Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. Today's episode of the A-Game Podcast is brought to you by Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. Go on nicknicknick.com slash links. Under affiliates, you will see the link for Get Your Discounted CBD Today that will bring you to the Naked Warrior Recovery CBD site founded by Navy SEAL William Brannan hailing out of Hawaii. Go on that site, look around for some of the most natural CBD products to help you with your aches, your pains, your stress, your appetite, your sleep, your inflammation. Again, I've said it a million times. It's been a miracle drug for me. It's not that gas station crap. It is all natural. It will not get you high. There's topicals, there's gummies, there's drops, there's clothing, there's things on that site every single day that are growing the inventory. Go and search around, try it out for 30 to 60 days, and you will absolutely see a difference in the way you feel, the way you think, the way you act. It has done great for me, does wonders for your body. So help yourself, help your company. Um, and uh, when you go to checkout, put in promo code AGAME at checkout to get 20% off any of your orders over there at Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. Also on nicknicknick.com if you want to go on and get our free book, How the Real Estate Market Has Changed Due to the Coronavirus and What Every Investor Needs to Know. Go on and get that free at nicknicknick.com and you click on get my free ebook. And if you are interested in getting involved in real estate, we have more and more deals coming up every day. Residential, fix and flips, cash flow, multifamily, partner opportunities. Whether you're starting out, whether you're already doing deals and you want to branch out, let's make the leap. Let's check it out. Follow me on any of the social social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and just message me if you're interested in having a discussion about how we can work together or get you in real estate, whether you're buying properties from me, selling properties to me, or finding a way to collaborate and partner together. Let's get this started and make 2021 a profitable year for you. Um, so this episode is a follow-up episode to the uh, Monday's episode with Billy Alvaro. It was one of my favorite episodes. He's a Long Island guy. I tend to favor Long Island guys. Um, but it's been really good for just making me think about things. And his story has just been amazing for the way he came from $14 million in debt, was on top of the world, lost everything, faced humility, had to go back and get a job, you know, talk himself off the ledge, faced depression, alcoholism, all these things, and is back on top of the world, positive, confident, up there telling his story. And, you know, it's, it's just everything everybody's worst fears are. And then he came back from it. And when, when you get to that point, I mean, literally his name, the unstoppable Billy Alvaro, it's, I mean, what else do you want from that? That's a great Rocky story. So there's some things in there that I wanted to touch on that I thought would just make good teaching points. And I don't know, this might go 20 minutes. This might go two hours, who knows? But so one of the things he talked about was wanting to throw in the towel. And I thought that was an important thing because as an entrepreneur, even, you know, when you talk about sports and you know, a lot of people listen to this jujitsu guys, there's always a point you want to quit, whether it's in a match, whether it's in a fight, whether it's in business, whether it's during a run, you know, whatever it is, you always get that feeling where you're topped out, you're having a bad day, but 
part of what this is, is those peaks and valleys. And the biggest thing you can do is just make sure that when you have those, if you want to quit, cool, quit for the day. We've talked about this a lot of times. Have bad days, don't have bad deals. Have bad days, don't quit. Quit for the day, go sleep, take a nap, whatever you have to do. But if you quit because things get hard or because you feel like you're tapped out, there's so many books, so many stories, so many tales, so many podcasts, so many legends, so many successful people that will tell you when they felt the most, like they wanted to quit, they wanted to throw in the towel, they wanted to give up. That's when they had their biggest breakthroughs. And you really need to remember that, that the, you know, all the stupid cliche shit about like the storm and the sunshine coming through, it's true. You know, and, and I love um, my buddy, Alex Stewart, black belt jujitsu instructor at Gracie Torrance. He talks about from my jujitsu guys that listen to this, you know, have you ever held a submission? And then all of a sudden you let it go because your arms are tied and the guy goes, oh man, if you would have held that one more second, I was about to tap. It's a lesson in life. Every time you feel like you're tired and you want to let go, if you just hold on one more second, you can do one more second. Then you hold on one more second. Then you hold on one more second. And that's when something happens. That's when you get the tap. That's when you hit the goal. And if you don't tap out, you will absolutely hit whatever it is you're striving for. You will fight another day. You'll get closer. You'll get past that obstacle. You'll get past that feeling. That feeling of wanting to quit will pass. That feeling of regret that you did will not. That is the biggest thing. As shitty as it feels, as, as tough as it feels that you feel like your back is against the wall, you're buried, you want to quit, you're stressed out, you're frustrated, you're hungry, you're tired, you're exhausted. If you truly want something, you want that goal, you will push through because that pain is only temporary, but that regret will haunt you forever. And living a life of regretting that you've never hit that goal because things were hard and you gave up, to me, that, that's something that I just, I, I can't live with personally that regret, knowing that I quit, knowing that I gave up because it, things were a little bit hard. Nothing great ever came from doing that. Nobody ever did anything great by quitting when things got tough. It's always pushing through. And that's why you really have to figure out how bad do you want this? And that temporary giving up is something that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. So when you feel like you want to quit, in the words of Alex Stewart, hold on one second and push through because that's when it's most important to make those breakthroughs is when things feel the toughest. So if you want to create a legacy in life, you don't do it by doing what everybody else did and taking the easy way. There's a reason that everybody does things. There's a reason that everybody gets their black belt. There's a reason that everybody buys houses and sells houses. There's a reason everybody's not an entrepreneur. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not always easy. It's not all amazing things on Facebook and social media, but whatever it is you want to do in life, if it's important to you, you'll find a way to do it or you'll find a way not to. You know, I keep saying that slight edge principle, the things in life that make you successful, they're easy to do and they're easy not to do. What's your decision going to be? That's really what it comes down to is your discipline and your decisions are really going to shape what your future is. And, and that's it at the end of the day, it's your perspective and, and how strong minded are you and how disciplined are you to push through when things are tough. And that's really the only difference between people who are successful and people that are not is that they're willing to push that extra mile. They're willing to not quit like the ally Quintas of the world. They just, you know, I just did that, that uh, podcast with Ray Longo, you know, and he was just talking about his whole attitude of like, you know what, you want to beat me, you want to box. Like F you, you want to grapple? F you, you think you're going to beat me? F you. Like, and that as, as crass as that might sound to some people, that's really the, what you need to have is 
when you're feeling tough and you're feeling beaten down, you got to stand up and just say F you to whatever it is and just fight back and just kick that thing's ass. And that, that's when you really start to come back. And the more you do that, you train yourself like a muscle to do that when you're tired and you're on the treadmill or you're in a round or you're tired or you want to just go to sleep or watch Netflix instead of doing work. And you train your mind, you train your body to get up and go, nope, I'm going to shut the TV. I'm going to get on the computer. I'm going to make calls. I'm going to get on the treadmill. I'm going to go to jujitsu. I'm not going to go to a drive-thru. I'm going to go eat some veggies or something like that. It's all the same thing. It's those microscopic little daily decisions that you're training yourself to do what's hard now to make life easier later, or you're going to take the easy route now and live a hard life. That's, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So if you want to leave a legacy, you're going to have to do it that way. You're going to have to have some discipline. Now, if you don't look at what could have happened, look at the Billy Alvaro story. You know, if you guys listened to that episode on Monday, if he would have let himself keep going down that hole, he would have drunk himself into an early grave. He would have done drugs into an early grave. He would have been broke forever. He would have let that stress of those bills and the lawsuits and the $14 million of debt and all those things that most people would have quit and freaked out. I don't know how it reacted if I was in that place, you know, but the fact that he didn't, and he just had those small daily wins and he took every little victory he can and every little positive thing to hold on to. People look at him now and they want what he has. He got there by going through hell. That man went through absolute hell for years, physically, emotionally, financially, and came out on top because he didn't quit when things were tough, when he felt hopeless, when he felt helpless, when he felt like there was no way out, he dug and he clawed his way back up to the top to find success and find wins and get to where he is today, day by day, step by step, one win at a time, one decision at a time, one positive affirmation at a time is how he climbed himself out. And if that didn't happen, you don't hear that success story and everybody loves a Rocky story. Everybody loves a comeback story. So you need to be able to do that. And just think about all the good things that happen if you can't quit. Name any success story of somebody who got there by going, ah, you know what? Things were tough and I quit and I gave up. I went back to my nine to five. You know, I, I'm working for somebody else now. I gave up on my dreams. I died a little bit inside. Screw that. You got to keep pushing through. And if you really want a legacy, what are you willing to do? And this is another thing that I really think is important. I talk to people every day. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes. Okay, cool. Here's a deal. You want to cut a check? Oh, I don't want to do that. Okay, here's a deal. You want to do some, some, some research? I'll buy it from you if you can go and me this information. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, you want to take a few days off and come to this seminar or come to this mastermind and split this cost to go to this group and learn this train? No, I don't want to do that. Okay, you want to get in shape? Hey, meet me at the gym. No, I don't want to do that. Oh, you want to be a fighter? Cool. Come down to Longo's. Let's do it just a boxing one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, I don't want to do that. You want to come down to Matt's? We'll do some jujitsu. No, I don't want to do that. I just want to be a fighter. Okay, we, you, what do you, we want to go for a run? You want to hit pads? What do you, no, I don't want to do that. I just, I just want to talk about the things I'm going to do, but I'll do whatever it takes. You won't. It's amazing how many people say that and how many people won't do that. But look at what Billy Alvaro did. Look at what these fighters did, what the people sacrificed. I just had Javier Inojo on here. Gave up a year sacrificing time with his family. What are you willing to do to achieve your goal? And if you're going to say you're going to do whatever it takes, you better be willing to do whatever it takes. And that doesn't mean you're tired. So you quit and you put on Netflix. That doesn't mean you get a bunch of offers rejected or people don't like your book or people don't like your music or you get tapped out a bunch of times at the gym or you don't look like you want to look after going and dieting for a month or, you know, you haven't closed any deals. You haven't made any money in three or four or five or six months. And now you're going to give up and you're going to quit. That's not whatever it takes. Whatever it takes are the Jim Carries of the world. And 
and the people in the world that are, are pushing every day that you're seeing the highlights of, but you're not seeing like the Aljamain Sterlings that are traveling all over and they're clearing out their bank accounts to go invest in another property and fix that up and rent that out to build a legacy. And that's what you need to be doing, you know? And when you're doing stuff, you have to rebuild. You have to cut the negativity out of your life. You have to train yourself to be able to go through and push harder and tell yourself when you're feeling tired, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And those kind of things and those learning lessons, when you do have those failures, you need to take them as learning lessons, not take them as unfailing. You have to look back and say, look at all these things I've learned. And when I said to Billy, hey, man, I'm sorry you went through that. He said, I'm not. Look at the character he gave me. Look at what that made me. Look at that what did what that did for me. And look at me, you know. You go, I'm looking at deals that I almost did with a hotel of, I almost made like $1.2 million whole selling a hotel. Like that would have been crazy. It didn't go through, but am I upset that it didn't go through? No, I learned a lot. I swung the bat. I, I upped my game. I made new contacts. I figured out different things. I learned new systems. And, you know, looking back, I've had a lot of wins in real estate and I've had a lot of losses, but I've done a lot of learning. I have a ton of experience and I would have never gotten there if I quit. And if I would have quit when things got tough, I would have never had that check to pay back that other one or to to come through and make another contact to show the character or that work ethic of part of what makes me who I am today to make sure that I'm doing the right things by people and doing my absolute best and being able to sleep at night by knowing I work my hardest and I did everything I can to make everybody whole on deals and, and take care of everybody the right way and do what I can to build a legacy and make sure that I made the most of every single day and practice what I preach. That's that comes from just pushing through. And I know I'm willing to do whatever it takes and doing things like you said, how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, my, my friends, they're in bands. Yeah, they're playing in front of all these people. They're making good checks. You get to see them on TV. They have all these followers on social media. But what about all the shows they played in front of nobody? What about all the times that they're, they're, they got criticism all over social media or they had to be away from their families for six, seven, eight, nine months? You want to be a rock star? You want to be an athlete? You want to be a fighter? You want to be a real estate investor? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to put the work and the time in and keep going when things absolutely suck? Are you willing to play in front of no people? Are you willing to get your ass kicked? Are you willing to eat ramen noodles for six months? If you're not, maybe you should second guess what you're doing because that's sometimes what it takes to get on top. So another thing you talked about was thinking big, which I thought was interesting because it's a comparison to other people that when you start out, you know, some of you are getting into your first deal. Some of you are going into some different deals. Some of you are, are at different spots, but when you start to surround yourself with other people, Billy mentioned that he goes, Hey, I was doing, I forget what the number is. It was something crazy. He was doing a lot of business a month. And he said, but that was nothing compared to this other guy. This other guy was doing like 150 something thousand a day or something crazy like that. Don't worry about that. Just do you. In an age of social media, going to all these masterminds, joining all these Facebook groups, you will make yourself nuts worrying about, well, how much is this other guy training? How many deals is this other guy doing? How much in, in private money has this person raised? How often is this person doing jujitsu? How many records or songs or Facebook live concerts is this band doing? Like there's all these different things. Don't worry about what they're doing. Worry about what you're doing. What can you do every day? Just worry about you because there's somebody else that's looking at the one thing you're doing a day or the two things you're doing a day, and they would kill to change places. So you never know who you're inspiring, but look at that bar. Don't be jealous. Just look at like, hey, that person's doing awesome. I'm going to strive to be with that person's where that person's at. I'm going to look to be able to connect with that person and see what they're doing that can help me get there. How did they get there? They were in my spot once too. Every single person you see that's successful was in your spot as a beginner, as an intermediate, as an amateur, before they became a success, before they became professional. So you'll get there. 
don't not do anything or get overwhelmed or paralysis analysis because you're not taking down a thousand unit building right now, or you're not raising a million dollars on Facebook, or you haven't put out three or four albums or been on a TV show, or you're not teaching or speaking engagements, making a million dollars a year doing public speaking or fighting on a main card in the UFC or whatever it is. Just surround yourself with good people and level up and take the good and the bad and learn from that. So the good and the bad, again, of being around those people is sometimes it can overwhelm you because you feel like you don't know anything. You feel like you're not doing enough. And I think everybody starts to feel like that. But if you take that as, look what those people are doing, I can learn from that. And that's showing me that some people that were in my seat can get to that level. That means that I can too, and I'm going to figure out how to get there. And hopefully I can connect with those people and learn from them to figure out how to get there faster and safer with less bumps and bruises and less eating ramen and less $14 million in debt stories than some of these other guys that got there before me. So use that leverage, learn from their mistakes, learn what they did wrong, learn what they did, what they did right. So you don't have to go through those same aches and pains and you can be there safer, stronger, and faster than ever. Um, the other thing here is we talk about market shifts. So when we're talking about market shifting, um, he talked about how his ass got beat with the market shifted. There's things you can do, not always 100% to get past that, but there are things you can do, especially in real estate, to monitor things, to make sure you're seeing signs of when the market is shifting. And I know that Lee Kearney says that a lot, but you want to be almost a jet ski, not a cruise ship, because if you have this big, massive business like Billy had, and you try and turn it around, you can't really turn it on a dime. There's a lot of moving pieces. And sometimes you're the Titanic and you crash into an iceberg because you can't shift fast enough. But if your business is designed more like a speedboat or a jet ski, and you're following KPIs, and you're looking at market stats, and you're really paying attention to what's happening on a daily and weekly basis in your business, there's going to be signs of when you need to shift your strategy, when you need to get out, when you need to cut your losses so you're not completely caught off guard or blindsided by a giant iceberg or a market shift that you didn't see coming. So on the real estate side, pay attention to things like days on market. If you're looking and you're someone who's flipping properties and you're seeing that your days on market for properties that are selling have gone in 15, 20, 25 days, like around here in some of the suburbs around Chicago, properties are staying on the market for like two, three days. So let's say I'm flipping, 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 flipping. And now I start to see that some of my properties that are on that market in this market that I have for sale, now they're selling in 14 days, 21 days, 30 days, 45 days. And I have two, three, four, five properties on the market. That's going to be a sign to me that now I probably have to start to drop my price to move them sooner. And the market is starting to shift. So maybe I want to second guess picking up more inventory there. Maybe the stuff that I'm in the process and the pipeline of fixing up, when I put it on the market, I'm going to want to factor in a discount there. So maybe I have to cut some costs on what I'm doing and maybe cut some of the rehab out of there to get it done a little bit quicker to save time so I don't get caught with the, the pit that's coming or whatever's happening with, with the market that's making it leave. So following days on market is going to help you identify, okay, my market is starting to slow down. I need to reevaluate my business model and maybe change what I'm doing, adjust my numbers, adjust my rehab scopes, adjust my strategy a little bit. Also on the appraisal side, the properties that you're closing, maybe the days on market has gone fast, meaning somebody picked it up under contract and wants to buy it off of you. But now maybe they're getting a loan and they still need 30 days to close. And you're starting to see that the appraisals are consistently coming in lower and lower. That's a sign that something is starting to shift. Lending is starting to tighten up. So now we have to adjust our values. That's always an indicator that something is happening in the market. Or if the appraisals are taking a longer and longer time or they're not getting approved as much, there's 
always signs when you're looking where the appraisals are, if they're coming in lower or they're taking longer, then maybe something is going on in that market, which means lending is tightening up, which is always going to be a huge indicator that if lending is getting harder and harder and harder for my buyers that are taking my properties off my hands to sell, I'm going to have to be very aware that there's something going on. And maybe I don't want to buy 10, 15, 20 homes or buy a new project today, knowing that the ones that are on the back burner, they need to the closer having struggles because by the time I close in that new property, fix the new property up and put it back on the market, I might be three months down the road now. And now it could be a completely different market and I might be in a bad deal and I don't want that. So studying those KPIs, studying those metrics is going to help. It's data, 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 data. I'm also going to be looking at my data last sale. So my data last sale, I always want to see that people are buying the types of properties that I'm selling and they're doing it recently. So if now I'm going to pick up another property and I'm seeing that no properties like mine have sold in the last 60 days, whereas last time I bought a property in that area, there was sales the day before, the week before, or during that month, it's showing me that there was a demand for what I was buying and selling because people were buying them within the last month. If I have not seen that, that means that maybe people have lost interest for some reason in what I'm selling. So I'm not going to buy that anymore. So if you look at fruits, like again, let's say apples, you know, I'm going, okay, look, I'm looking at the metrics here. And the last month, 80 people have bought red apples. And all of a sudden I go and I sell those apples and I go, Hey, maybe, maybe I want to buy some more. And I look at the stats again. I look at the demographics. I look at the KPIs. I look at the metrics. I look at the data, 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 whatever you want to call it. And I see that, okay, I'm looking at past sales now in this area of red apples. Nobody's bought any red apples for the last two and a half months. What happened? Why do people not like red apples here anymore? I'm going to find out what they do like. And if they're not doing anything, now I have to go find a different market. Maybe I have to go find a different strategy. Maybe I have to go sell bananas there now. But if you see those early signs, you can pivot your business. And maybe you take a little bit of a haircut or you make a little bit less, less profit, but you don't hit an iceberg and sink your ship. And that, that's an important thing to do. He also talked about going slow. He said one of the things that he's a big believer in is if he could tell himself something, he would say, hey, slow it down. You don't have to go so big so fast. And that's a big thing that a lot of us say is you don't have to be rich on Monday. So as nice as it is to say, hey, I want to have a million dollar business, a hundred million dollar business, uh, you know, thousand units, all these different things, you'll get there, but don't force it and get emotional about these deals and push it to try and achieve something where you didn't really take your time. You really weren't that diligent because it's almost better to have no deals than a bunch of bad deals. You don't want to be $14 million in bad debt like that. Save yourself Learn that lesson from guys like Billy, guys like myself who might have gone too big too quick initially and take your time and build this. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. All those, again, cliche, 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 but they're all true. They all help. So take your time. Do one deal, do another deal, do another deal, do another deal. Make sure you're doing it right. Make sure your system work. Be ready to pivot. Study metrics every single day. Don't get comfortable. Don't get complacent and you will help keep yourself safe. Data will keep you safe, keep you secure. Now, fear... So another thing that I think was huge was a lot of people don't want to swing the bat because they're terrified. What are you terrified of? You don't want to do a deal. You don't want to enter a tournament. You don't want to go into a gym. You don't want to go take jujitsu. You don't want to go tell people you're getting into real estate. You don't want to go on an acting audition, whatever it is. What's the worst that'll happen? You lose everything. You'd be embarrassed. Who gives a shit? At the end of the day, look, look at Billy. Look at all these people who did lose everything. They rebuilt themselves. They learned how to do it bigger and faster because that knowledge that you get, that's what I used to tell my students all the time when they took these seminars. Look, you had a couple of bad deals. You had a bad year. You lost your job. You have a mentality. You have education. You have knowledge now in your brain 
that nobody can take away, that it's taken you years to get, that you now have 20, 30, 40 years to implement, to recoup that money year after year after year after year after year. The only way you're not going to wind up back on top is if you quit. And yeah, okay, maybe you were embarrassed. Maybe it sucks to tell the tale, but it's only going to make that story only better. And nobody's going to judge you that's doing better things than you. I've heard this a thousand times, but it's true. The people who might gawk at you or mock you or make fun of you or judge you for swinging the bat and missing never had the balls or the courage to do that themselves. So who gives a shit what somebody who's going to laugh at you for losing stuff or gloat in your misery thinks anyway? I don't care. I'll show them again. I'm going to prove them wrong by going and doing it twice as big as ever and shoving it down their throat. So don't worry about that. The people that are around you, being part of these masterminds, these Facebook groups, these inner circles, uh, having mentors, having having people around you that care about you and want to grow with you and help you, your gym membership, uh, your gym, your teammates, your whatever, you know, that your colleagues, they're going to pick you up. They're not going to let you fall. They're not going to let you shame, shame yourself. They're going to help you. They're going to support you because- Anybody who's in this business knows that you're a couple of bad decisions away from making it or breaking it almost on a daily basis at some point. So it could happen to anybody, you know, market shift, Corona happens, who knows? I'm never going to judge anybody or beat anybody up for going after it and, ma and making their best. You know, you're on a diet, you're doing good. You have a cheat meal. I'll call, look at him. He's having a big Mac. Shut up. No, nobody cares. Don't worry about whatever think, what other people think about you. Worry about the people in your life, like your family, and yourself who you're doing things like this to help have a better life those are the people that are going to respect you for swinging the bat those are the people who are going to uh, commend you and love you for trying to give them a better life just like billy did and people who laugh at you screw them who cares you know the difference between people that want to say oh you're a dreamer you're a dreamer and they're laughing at you if you're taking action every day consistently you're not a dreamer you're an action taker and billy talked about this. It's those small daily steps towards your goal that you're going to look back and say, look how many steps I took. Look what I did there. If you're sitting still just telling everybody, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be an athlete. I'm going to be a fighter. I'm going to be a real estate investor, but you're not doing anything but going around and telling people about it. Now you're a dreamer. Now, if people want to laugh at you because you're not doing shit, okay, I get that. But if you're doing something every day to get towards your goal, you're an action taker. And I commend that. And I think that's awesome. And that's what people love. And then now, you know, document it. Look at people. I just talked to somebody who, when I first met them less than a year ago, they had no units at all. And now they're going to be at just under 500 units in the next six months, almost at a thousand. And you can watch the whole thing. If you go back and track them on Facebook or on social media, those stories are there every day. And it's going to be somebody every day who's going to push through and then a deal is going to hit because they're just taking daily actionable steps towards their goal. And there's no reason that shouldn't be you unless you get in your own way and get in your own head. And sometimes when you're starting out, it's easier. You know, we just had this conversation that when you're new and you're excited and you don't really know what can go wrong, you haven't really tasted dirt and gotten kicked in the teeth and had bad deals or had bad relationships or, or lost those fights or whatever it is, you don't really know. So it's almost easier to go out there. You know, I, I always tell people like, my first fight wasn't even all that scary, but the second fight was because now you know what to expect. Now you know what the training camp's like. Now you, I mean, you've been through it all. So now you have more of an idea of what you're getting into. You don't have that ignorance as bliss of it. So it's almost harder to get back in there on the second one. And then after that it becomes easier and easier. Maybe not for everybody, but for me. Um, but it's, it's what you're telling yourself. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with winning or losing it. It's what story you're telling yourself about what it's going to be and what you're going to do and just Tell yourself a story about you're going to go out there and you're going to give it your best. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. That's the only thing that you can control is your action and your preparation. You cannot control the results. 
So you need to be over there and just make sure you're out there every day and you're doing your best at whatever it is. And as long as you know that you're doing everything you can to achieve your goals and you're not letting stupid things like what other people's opinions are or caving because things are getting tough or being lazy and just putting on Netflix instead of making those calls or going to the gym or getting your training in, whether you win or lose that particular day or that particular battle, if you're out there giving your best and putting your all in, that's all you can do. And that's what people are going to respect you for at the end of the day. Dealing with adversity builds character. Everyone has deal with, dealt with adversity. And that's why I respect people like that. You know, I've been through issues with my hand and, you know, got my ass kicked in boxing, gotten tapped out a thousand times in jujitsu and, you know, struggled in college and school, but still managed to get my diploma, still managed to get my black belt, still managed to fight the golden gloves. You know, you have issues in your relationship. Marriages still work. It doesn't, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, but it's work. And it's getting through hard times and enjoying the good times and just taking it day by day, step by step. And for the people that have not tasted adversity and gone through struggles, how do you know what you're made of? How do you know what your character is? I don't want to talk to somebody who's only had great things and gotten lucky and had nothing but positive experiences. I want to know when the chips are down, what are you going to do? How are you going to act? How are you going to treat me? Are you going to screw me over? Are you going to lie to me to, to get one up because you're in a desperate spot? Because there's a lot of people I know that I've talked to and dealt with for a long time that have always been great. And the second things got tough, they showed their character. I don't blame them for them. I don't judge them for it. But I know not to put myself back in that position where I'm going to be somewhere that they can take advantage of me or screw me over in that. In that. So it's thank you for showing me who you are and what you're about when things are tough. I know what I did when I was in that position and we don't handle ourselves the same way. So, okay, noted. I'm going to keep myself at arm's length. I'm going to know who to surround myself with and who not. You know, I want to follow certain characters. So just something to be aware of, you know, don't always judge people by what they do when things are good. Judge people by when things get tough, how do they handle themselves? When their backs against the wall, when their face is in the mat, when the deals are down and the chips are down and they have to work nights and weekends, are they going to be the person who's going to do that or not? Are they going to tap out easily? Because it's going to say a lot about character and it really comes from a mindset of being solution-based. So, this has been one of the biggest takeaways for me from the conversation I had with Billy was when he talked about being solution-based and he said, look, the people who are saying, you know, oh, I got problems, I got problems, I got problems. That's what this business is. That's what we signed up for as real estate investors. There's problems, 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 problems. I've heard Joe Rogan talk about MMA and talk about jujitsu as high pressure um, problem solving. That's what all this is at the end of the day. It's just problem solving and being solution-based. And when you're, in a fight in front of people or on a mat getting mauled by some 200 pound black belt or having some guy punch your face or having debt pile up and clearing out your bank account to flow out bills and expenses and rehabbing stuff. And you don't know when your next deal is going to close and things are falling apart and you are under pressure. You have to come from a place of being able to solve problems. And I got stressed out by that like anybody else would, but literally that day I went, you know what? He's a hundred percent right. Cause I could see that he was excited. He goes, man, this is exactly what I do for a living is I figure out all day long how to solve problems. And that's why I'm a multimillionaire. I embrace the problems and I find ways to solve them. I get excited about it. And literally that day, oh, we got a problem, Nick. And I was like, awesome. This is excited because this is what I am paid a lot of money to do is to solve problems. So when the lender's calling me going, oh goodness, this happened. And the seller's calling me going, oh my God, this happened. And the buyer's freaking out and the parties are freaking out and the contract is freaking out and everybody's freaking out because they all have problems. I'm going to fix all this. And I literally just get on the phone. Okay, I'm going to solve this first. Then I'm going to solve this. Then I'm going to solve this. Then I'm going to solve this. I'm going to handle all this shit. 
and I'm going to get this done and we're going to keep pushing this through every single day and we're going to get this thing closed and everybody's going to get paid and I'm going to sit back and say, I did that. I stepped up and I solved problems and all of you were calling me bitching saying problem, 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 problem. I came and I found solutions and I embraced those problems and I got them done. And I didn't look at it going, oh, this is exhausting. This is so hard. This is so difficult. I went, I'm going to kick all these things asses. I'm going to find solutions for all these things. And I'm going to come out on top and I'm going to find a way to get this done. And if it doesn't get done, I'm going to know that I fought my ass off with every single thing I possibly could to make sure I got that done. I didn't crawl up like a little bitch on the floor and sit in my room and cry. I found a way to get it done. And maybe I needed to take a 15 minute break here or there. Maybe I needed to blow off some steam have a drink of wine, go for a run, take 30 minutes to watch a show on Netflix, and then get right back on the phone and get back on my punch list and knock those things out because that's what we signed up for. And I was talking to one of my buddies, Paul Hulk Smash Harrison. He's a good friend of mine. We talk all the time. Sarah, jiu-jitsu black belt, great guy. We were having a conversation about some people who said that they were helping out a lot of entrepreneurs. And this guy made a good living. And he said, hey, how come you never did that? How come you never dropped, jumped into being an entrepreneur? And he was like, man, too much, too much craziness, man. Like too many peaks and valleys, too much highs and lows day in and day out is like the stress of that is too much. It's not for everybody. That's okay. If it's not for you, but if it is for you and this is the life you want, and this is what you choose, this is part of getting there. This is how you get there. This is what you have to do and you have to embrace it because that's what makes those, those stories so much better. And when I thought about like that on business, I was excited about the days that I would go train at 6 a.m. with Mark Turner and he would just kick the shit out of me on the mat or I would go train with Matt Sarah and he would just kill me, you know? And you you train with these guys like the Zach Follows and the Jason Rows and all these great people in the world. And I would go, oh man, he caught me with this. He tapped me with that. This guy punched me in the face. Oh man. And I enjoyed the victory and I enjoyed the defeat and I enjoyed the learning curve and I enjoyed watching where I could eventually go and learning from what people were able to do and seeing their progression. So why would it be any different with my real estate deals, with my business? I need to take those experiences and really embrace and enjoy the good and the bad because that's part of the journey. That's part of what we're here for. And if I'm just waiting and waiting for only the good things and only the high life, and I'm just trying to speed through the rest and it's making me miserable and I'm, I'm just dreading every minute of it and I'm not living in the moment of it, what's the point of any of it? So I've really shifted my focus on that. And I feel like it's helping me stay calm, enjoy things, keep other people calm and find ways to be solution-based and get deals done because everybody around me is not going to be solution-based. But as long as I am and I can keep finding those solutions and having those little wins and building those momentums, like Billy said, he got this little win, he got that little win. Okay, cool. I calmed down the lender. Now I calmed down the buyer. Now I got the appraiser. Now I got this. Now I got that. Now I got... That's how you start to build those momentum. You, you put out those fires, you put out this fire, you pull out that fire. And before you know it, you're standing on top of a pile of ash and you're the one standing at the top. You're the one getting your hand held on. You're the one who has the victory. You're the one who gets that big fat check that you work for for three months, putting out those fires and listening to people bitch and cry and complain because that's what we signed up for. You know, at the end of the day, I remember the, the story about the two guys are grappling. One guy's on the top, one guy's on bottom. Who wins? And the answer is whoever wanted it more. The guy who got up to his feet got up there because he wanted more than the guy that was on his back. The guy that was on his back, well, you know where I'm going with this. It's just what you want out of it. So failing forward is just part of it. So if you're worried you're going to fail, it's going to happen. You, you want to get a black belt, you're going to get tapped out a million times along the way. You want to be a boxer, you're going to get your face punched a thousand times. You want to be a real estate investor, you're going you're gonna to take hits. You're going to take lumps. You're going to have sleepless nights. You're going to have stress, but you fail forward. You can't look at it as look at all these failures because the beautiful part is you get that promotion, you get that blue belt, that purple belt, 
you win that fight, you close that deal, you get your $60,000 check, that starts to make all those bad days. You forget about it. You just go, look what I achieved. In spite of all that, I got my win. That's what I fought for. I won. And that experience helps you get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And again, it all sets you up for, you don't know what's coming next. Maybe a couple of deals that didn't go through weren't supposed to come through. It was never meant to be. And that, that sets you up because it would have been a freaking disaster. Or maybe you took some lumps on the smaller deal because you figured out later on, you're going to have to get into a, a bigger deal. And now you're learning those lessons. Like Matt Sarah said with his car Parisian fight, you know, he blew his nut gassing out, trying to knock him out. And then he looked at it as a bad thing initially. And then all of a sudden now he's fighting George St. Pierre. And because he was trained to stay calm when he had the guy hurt, won himself a title. That was a lesson that he needed to learn to get him to, to where he is. It's all about the journey. So those little wins build up momentum. And for me, it's as simple as having a daily checklist. Stupid little things. Like, I know you can't see behind me, but, you know, I come through, okay? You know, going to have a, a healthy breakfast, going to run, going to do eight-minute abs, going to take a 10-minute, going to read 10 pages, going to meditate for 10 minutes. I'm going to email this realtor. I'm going to knock out this punch list. I'm going to pay this bill. Little tiny things like that. By 8 o'clock, if I woke up at 4.35 a.m. and I've checked four, five, six things off, you start to build momentum. And it doesn't matter how significant they are. It's these little stupid things. Okay, I paid the bill. I took out the trash. I fed the kids. I went for a run. I checked my email. I, I wrote to this realtor. I, I deleted stuff off my DVR. I don't care what it is, but start to have these little things like Billy said. Okay, I just got a win. I checked something off my list. I got another win. I checked something off my list. Because if you think small before you think big, that's what's going to start to get you there. Those small daily decisions, those little, little wins are what are going to get you those big victories. It's the battles that are going to win the war. It's going to stupid as cliche as that sound, but what are you gearing up for? What the next 10 years look like? Because it's 2010, there was a disaster. I'm sorry, it's 2020. There was a disaster 10, 15 years ago with the economy, with real estate. Now we hit another one with COVID and the election and the recession and all these things. It's just cyclical. Something else is going to happen in 10 years. What are you going to decide right now today? that you're gonna say, I am not gonna be in this same position I am now, 10 years from now, whenever the next thing it is that hits, I'm gonna make sure I have health and financial security and a roof over my head and stability for my family. And I'm gonna have goals and I'm gonna have assets and I'm gonna have cash flow and I'm gonna have a six pack or whatever it is. I'm gonna have my kids college paid for. What are you willing to do? Because you better be willing to do whatever it takes. Otherwise, you're just going to admit to yourself that 10 years from now, you're going to let whatever the next COVID or recession or economy or thing or election influence what's going to happen to your life. So make a decision that right now today, you're going to do something to take charge. You're going to do something to make it happen. And no matter how hard it gets, how tough it gets, whatever it is, 10 years from now, when the next thing happens and everything around you is a pile of ash, you are standing on top saying, I made a decision and I did whatever it takes and I earned this victory with my blood, my sweat, my tears and my persistence with my small daily victories. I made it happen and now I'm in a position that I help myself and now I can go and I can help a lot of other people and that's really what it should be about at the end of the day. What are you willing to do? Because if you're not doing, willing to do whatever it takes, maybe being an entrepreneur isn't for you. You need to think about that because if it is, Buckle up because the rewards are 100% worth it, but you have to be able to push through the hard days and take from punching. And if you're willing to do that, get in touch with me. Let's make something happen. Let's surround yourself with people on these Facebook groups, on these masterminds, people that can help you get there. You don't have to do it alone, but you do have to make a decision and you do have to commit to it. Hope this was helpful. I hope you guys checked out the Billy Alvaro episode. I hope it didn't ramble too long and I uh, hope this inspired you just to do something. And if you felt beaten down or re you're rejected or, or you're feeling low, 
I hope this picks you up to know that everybody feels like that. And if you feel like throwing in the towel, whether it's mentally, emotionally, in life and business, don't. Hold on another day, fight another day, take the day off, take a break, eat a cookie, but stick with it because if you just hold on a little bit longer, that feeling will go away, but that feeling of quitting never will. Don't ever tap out. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught Tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson.